Hello, everyone. Welcome to our show today. My name is John Drummond, or Yang Haowen. Hello, 大家好，欢迎各位再度来到 Angie 英文。我是 Angela. We have a great episode for you today with my new friend Eric, who is known around the Taiwanese and global community as Eric Ma. 是的，今天我们邀请到了 Deeper Network 平台的这个新校长 CMO Eric Ma 来跟大家聊更多关于区块链和 NFT， 还有这个 Web 3.0 的相关资讯。My guest today is Taiwanese. However, he spent the majority of his life in America. He has now been back in Taiwan for quite some time. He is the CMO of Deeper Network X, Global Community Manager for Coin Market Cap. A landscape architect, a lover of decentralized everything, and so much more. So, everyone, please welcome my new friend Eric. Thank you, John. You are my new friend. I'm very happy to be here. Heard a lot about you. Yeah, man. Yeah. Likewise, heard a lot about you, and we've had a few mutual connections that have been on the show. You just got to meet Dan, and、yeah. your fellow Toastmaster Alex、yep. has been on the show. So I'm really happy that you could make some time to join us because, my man, I know how busy you are. <laughs> so we've got a lot to dive into today. We'll try to keep it brief but informative. Can you give a little self introduction? Who is the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> Eric? Well. You know, I tend to stay humble.、Huh? Not a myth. So I am the CMO of Deeper Network, like you just mentioned. And、um, originally, I was a landscape architect、yeah. in the U.S. Yeah, I graduated from the University of Wisconsin in Madison, and I worked as a landscape architect there for ten years. And moving to Taiwan,、uh, different circumstances. You know, I think a lot of it had to do、um, with the economy during that time, two thousand and nine, the、yeah. crash. Yeah. So a lot of the design projects really dried up. So I moved to Taiwan. My wife, you know,、uh, she's Taiwanese. So we decided let's let's、uh, let's leave and and try Taiwan. Best move ever made. Yeah, yeah. A lot、man. of people say this. I know. Yeah. <laughs>、um, and then after coming here, I try to continue my journey in landscape architecture. But because of the language barriers,、uh, I can't read or write Chinese, but I could speak it. That was not good enough. I think it was very difficult to find a job that way.、Mm. So basically, I, I got into language teaching. But、uh, after many years of that, my breakthrough in blockchain was when I got a job with Coin Market Cap. I was their global community manager, and、um, that changed my life.、Um, once I got into that, it was full time crypto. Full time crypto. Yeah, Down now, the rabbit hole he is. That's right. And here I am today at、uh, CMO of Deeper Network. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. So I love I love kind of that transition, doing language education and teaching and architecture and crypto. Now, I I think that that brings us though to something so important, and it's kind of a buzzword right now、mm. in in our space, and it is Web three. That's right. So in your mind, what is Web three? Sure. Yeah, Web three is a buzzword right now, but I could tell you, twenty twenty two and and the the years following this, it's not going to be a buzzword. It's going to be one of the most talked about things and most developed、um, sectors,、mm. I believe,、uh, in tech. So, Web Web three. Obviously, if there's a Web three, there must be a Web two. If there's a Web two, there must be a Web one, right? So before we had internet. You know, it was obviously Web Zero. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! I coined that one.、Nice. So Web One was, you know, the original 
internet that we all know. And it was just the static internet. It was just information. The only way you can, you know, interact with it was just looking at it mm. on your screen. So you had no kind of way of, of inputting your info or anything like that. So it was quite boring, but it was exciting because we had a lot of access to information. No longer do we have to go to newspapers and all mm -hmm. sorts of stuff, right? So, so that was Web 1. Now, how do we get from Web 1 into Web 2? Really, it was, I think, a main driver of it was the creation of Apple and Google. Mm -hmm. And they created the Google Play Store. At that time, I think it was called something else. Um, do you remember, John? No, but yes, I do, I do know it was something before that. Yeah, I think yeah. it was called the Google, Google App Store App or something. Store. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they changed it to Google Play, yeah. which I didn't like. Me neither. <laughs> yeah. What's, that, what's wrong with Google App? Yeah. And then, uh, and then Apple, of course, has the App Store, mm -hmm. which I think is a brilliant name because Apple – and store, you put it together. It's a, you have an apple, you have a store. Put, apple store. Oh, apple my store. God, what a reference right there. <laughs> yeah. Remember oh, my that God, video? I know that song. Oh, uh, sorry, pen, to, sorry to remind you. <laughs> the pineapple pen song. The pineapple song. pen song. Oh, my God. Yeah. But um, I think those two things with the creation of apps and the ability to allow third-party uh, programmers to create their own apps mm -hmm. and, of course – being centralized, you know, Google and Apple have to approve it. But once it get on the App Store, people can download it. And what do these apps do? Most of these apps allow people to input information into the Internet. So what's the most common way? I mean, obviously, social media. That yeah, is a right. huge one. So every post that you post, you know, um, what you had for lunch, that's all content for the Internet. People can search that. And now you are part of the content of the Internet. So that is what Web 2 is all about. However, Web 2 is kind of a, a walled garden, they mm -hmm. call it. So, Great word. Yeah. yeah, they create these walled gardens. That's their own platform, and you can't really get in. Uh, information can't really leave that. It's all within its own space. And um, by having that, they have full control over it. And so how they make money, how how business works, what gets approved, what doesn't, it's all – you know, up to Apple, Google, yeah. these kind of platforms. Very like Monopoly-esque. Very Monopoly-esque. So they're, they're tech conglomerates who really, uh, they, they have full control over the internet right now. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, and the, the, the powerhouses, right? The Amazon, the Google, Apple, Microsoft. Yeah, and when we say Amazon, we're not talking about the, the store. The, yeah, not, the, not shipping. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about their Amazon web services. Web services they yeah. control all of the servers, you know. They're one of the three main ones that control the servers around the world. Mm -hmm. So I think what happens is because we're moving towards decentralization and empowering people, uh, what we had is the natural movement of, hey, look, we need to, you know, uh, give the power of the content creators online back to the people. So this is where Web3 comes in. Okay, so Web3 is decentralized internet, essentially. And so it's giving you know, the, the power back to the people. So for instance, YouTube creators, content creators, you know, they create all this content and they get maybe, I don't know, I don't know what percentage, but percentage, a small it's, percentage. It's, it's 50%, which is actually one of the best, but it's, yeah, it's, it's not great still okay. in terms of that side of things. Yeah. I mean, imagine if you created this business and then you had to give the government 50% of your profits yeah or maybe not government but just somebody else You're right just for being that platform yeah, exactly that's a lot i mean you want to get into business and you got to give 50 percent of it away so a lot of people are not happy with that mm. so 
with the web three for instance no longer will be there be a third party so the viewers and the content creators these are the only two people involved so if john creates content which he does create beautiful content great job john hey you know and i'm a viewer of john's youtube channel and listen to his podcasts i can tip john directly so if i give him a thousand u.s dollars for tipping i'm holding you to that yeah i will give you a thousand dollars right now <laughs> um you will get all of the the, the entire thousand dollars mm. not five hundred dollars right it's going to be a thousand dollars so and that's the way it ought to work it's taking power away from these huge tech conglomerates and um and giving it back to the people yeah well well said i know there's a lot there but Web one, web two, and web three. It's it's all great stuff for you guys to dive into if you are are curious more about that. And like you said, kind of empowering the people, and it's a win win in my mind for actually everyone because the company will still do well because you are using that company on that platform. But the creator who is actually now sustaining the business, building the community around that, they will continue to use the product, and it's a it's a beautiful ecosystem of ownership and community. That's right. It's about ownership. You said it. Yeah. Yep. 访谈上半段一开始这里呢，来宾提到他在来台湾之前，其实在美国是做景观建筑设计的。后来因为遇到二零零九年那一阵子的金融风暴，就跟太太搬来台湾。那来了之后呢，本来想说也可以继续做景观建筑设计，但是可惜就是遇到语言上的隔阂，中英中英语言不通，所以就改走教育界教英文。那后来开始在加密货币资讯平台 Coin Market Cap 工作之后呢，也就默默走入了这个区块链和加密货币的世界。这边让我们几个字听一下，第一个是行销长，我们说 Chief Marketing Officer。那其他还有像是 CFO 财务长、财务总监的话，他的全名是 Chief Financial Officer。啊，或是最常听到的这个总裁 CEO， 全名就是 Chief Executive Officer。另外，他刚才提到来台之前的工作是 Landscape Architect。好，中文一般我们说景观设计、景观建筑。OK， 另外还有一个片语是上次来宾在节目上也有提到的，不知道各位有没有印象？他们说进入区块链、进入虚拟货币的世界啊，就很像是走进一个 rabbit hole 一样 ，down the rabbit hole。好，这个片语呢，这个兔子洞所表达的其实是一种无底洞的概念，一种嗯不知不觉就一直陷进去的意思。像他们因为虚拟货币世界里大量的讯息，让人无可自拔的一直研究，一直陷下去这样。再来，我们谈到 Web 3.0 第三代互联网。如果对这个名词还有一点陌生的听众朋友，别缓漏，不用担心，来宾艾瑞克 Eric 马上帮你解答。这个 Web 3.0 呢，其实。顾名思义，就是从 Web 1.0 跟 Web 2.0 来的嘛，对不对？好，慢慢进化的，所、so, 以就一定就是我们这个第三代的概念。像第一代在网络刚开始盛行的时候，使用者顶多就是上网读资料这样子而已。到了第二代，也就是现在我们熟悉的呃，脸书啦、苹果、Google 这一类的，我们用户可以自行创作，对不对？然后放到网络上给其他更多用户使用，变成是一种有互动性质的网络。但这性质同时也就形成一种刚才来宾讲的这个 walled garden， 好围墙花园，或是封闭平台 closed platform， 就很像变成是一个呃大富翁一个 monopoly 的游戏这样子，因为就变成
像是一个资本主义垄断的资讯世界，所以他们也才会有第三代网络的出现，因为要去中心化，让用户呢拿回原本就属于自己的相关权益。这边简单跟大家介绍一下 decentralize 或是 decentralization 这两个字，因为自首第一有减少去除的意思在，所以放在 centralize 集中的前面呢，就变成网络第三代主要强调的去中心化 decentralize。另外一个在 Web 3.0 用户和创作者在区块链的帮助下可以拥有的作品所有权，好，因为我们说 ownership。好啦，那这段内容就先在这里告一段落，我们赶快继续听下半段的分享吧。I love it, man, and I love what you're doing with Deeper Network and and focusing on creating the servers for Web 3. Right, and I think it ties perfectly into what is Deeper Network. Doing, you know, where are you guys at right now, and maybe what does the future look like for Eric and Deeper Network as a whole? Okay, so yeah, Deeper Network, we're doing some super exciting things in Web three. You know, the way we started, we're based out of、uh, Silicon Valley in Santa Clara, California. That's where our headquarters are, and basically,、um, the CEO of the company,、uh, Russell, he was. A head of research department in、uh, at Fortinet and Palo Alto Networks. So he's been in the security, cybersecurity industry for over fifteen years with each company. So he's、um, kind of traditional in terms of、uh, tech wise.、Mm -hmm. So he didn't know much about blockchain at first. I mean, this is a new, you know, new tech that just happened in the last ten years、mm -hmm. or so. And so when he heard about blockchain,、um, he he thought of an idea like, you know, cybersecurity and Blockchain together, and、uh, by mixing these things,、um, it, it really creates like like gunpowder. If you create you know different elements, you put it together, it creates.、Mm -hmm. So he created a product first, a working product. We are one of the few companies in the in the space that has working products、mm -hmm. that has its own manufacturing, distribution, warehouse, and and people are actually using our product right now、uh, to protect their cybersecurity. So he created a. Uh, uh, basically, a box that you connect into your internet, okay, and on the other side of of the box would be like a like a router or something that that can spread the the signal around your house,、mm. just like your your house has now, and it it allows people to have、uh, enterprise level cybersecurity at home or wherever you go, and、um, we have our newest product, Pico, which will allow people to to have、um, take public Wi-Fi. And have it have it be totally protected. Ooh, yeah, so important. Yeah, so important. John, I I need to get you a Pico. I can't wait. I、yeah. was I was hoping you were gonna say that. Yes, I will get you a Pico. <laughs> so basically, um, I'll try to keep it simple. Uh, he created a product first, and with the working product, he decided to get into blockchain.、Mm -hmm. And so with the blockchain, he decided, okay, we can create a decentralized internet, which is. Before Web three even started, he had this idea,、mm -hmm. and so we are a gateway into Web three, okay, which allows people to access Web three. Yep, that's what we're doing, and、um, the first killer product that we have, the killer app or DAP, decentralized app. Ooh, another buzzword, DAP. good one. Yeah, D A P P.、Um, it's not DAB. I don't even know how to do it. <laughs> are we old? <laughs> we're old. Yeah, we old.、Um, But basically, a DAP is a decentralized app that allows people to to do different things. So our first killer DAP is the DPN, the decentralized VPN. And the reason this was the first DAP is because this is the foundation of our Web three 
infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Because when you can no longer be blocked, when you can no longer be censored, mm-hmm. and you can protect your privacy, then we're ready to explore further into Web3. Yeah, beautiful. well well said. Yeah, that kind of immutability. That's yeah, right. You can't be you can't shut down, you know? If you post something on Twitter and somebody doesn't like it at Twitter, they can shut you down. This is the concept of decentralization and censorship resistance. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. I love what you guys are doing and guys, this is so f- important to the future of all of this is the infrastructure layer. Everything, the plumbing of your house. You guys we use the bathroom every day. You don't even know where that goes. That's right. This is important. Pay attention. That's where we're going. Yeah. So the, everyone's building their house right now with this incredible new infrastructure for Web3 and, and decentralization. So I wish you guys nothing but success. Thank you. And I hope we can, uh, you know, any way I can help in the future, um, I'm, I'm here for you. Switching gears a little bit yeah. to kind of the story of your life. Yeah. So born in Taiwan, yep. moved to New York. And now back in Taiwan. That's right. Yeah, and so yeah. there was a lot of ju- lot of journey along the way. I don't mean to oversimplify that, but in terms of your language education, I was hoping we could focus on some language stuff sure. today. Yeah. Is yeah, can you share a little bit about your English and your Mandarin and that whole journey? You know, growing up in New York, tough, tough. <laughs> yeah, gr- especially in an area where there's no, you know, very little Chinese speaking people. Um, the only people that spoke Chinese was like my, my, you know, my mom and, and some of the, uh, the restaurant employees. So that's, that's basically the only places. So, you know, I went there when I was first at just, I think in the middle of first grade or something like that. And so I didn't really know how to write or read that much. And obviously after a few years, you forget all of it. And so I spent. You know, my first language, even though I learned Chinese first, I think my first language is, is English. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely it's way better than my Chinese. So, well, being that, you know, my job is quite international, and I would say I definitely use English way more. I do speak with the Chinese community. There are times where it comes in very handy. Mm. Um, I do, you know, I could go on and do AMAs, ask me anything. Mm-hmm. This is great. Great. Other you. buzzword. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll do that with some Chinese communities where I could speak Chinese. Um, I mean, business is done in English around the world. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's kind of um, a highlight. You know, is is something that we're we're pushing on this show. You know, obviously, I speak on this show in English. This is an English radio station podcast and stuff, and my company. But the idea is still English is the global language right now. You it know? is. Yeah, you know, and so I think everyone out there listening right now, we're focusing on blockchain and crypto. That's my passions right now. But whatever your passion is, doing it or learning about it in that target language is is so valuable. And still understanding that you will be able to to pull from that to do business potentially in your future. So a question I'd love to ask here on NG Ingwen is, do you have any kind of memorable stories using English or Chinese now throughout your life? When you can speak English well, you're at a huge advantage, especially in Taiwan. Mm. Uh, When I came here, one of the things I love most about Taiwan is the fact that this is getting into something else, but I never felt really a part of U.S. Even though I'm a U.S. Mm. citizen, looking Asian, there's always going to be some sort of barriers and prejudices and stuff like that I faced. And so when I came to Taiwan as an adult, I I really, that went out the window. I blended in. I was amongst, you know, the crowd. And I thought that really touched me. I I really liked that about Taiwan. But I, so basically I can blend in just like with anybody else. They, they, they look at me, they have no idea. And um, they think I'm just one of 
the Taiwanese citizens, which I am. I'm a dual citizen, but they have no idea that I can speak English. And when I do, all of a sudden I'm kind of elevated in the in a sense that they're like, wow, you know. And so not that, you know, not a lot of people speak Chinese uh, or English. A lot of people speak English in Taiwan, but it's the fact that you're a native speaker and they want to learn it. They want to become better English speakers. That's one. And I think just that they see you differently when, when you do. So that was advantageous to my career here and, and just socially and everything. Mm -hmm. But I don't like to use it to my advantage. I don't think I'm above anybody just because I speak English. I just happen to have this skill that I was lucky enough to have acquired because my parents decided to move to the U.S. But I, I think by speaking English natively in Taiwan, you're at a huge advantage. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Very beautiful sharing right there. Thank you for uh, for taking us deep right there. I love that deeper network. <laughs> Plug it. <laughs> Plug it. Yeah, man. I, I love that. And so true, you know. You, yeah. you can blend in and then you still have that, that toolkit to pull. Uh, yeah, I can, I can stick, you know, stand out when I want to. Mm -hmm. I don't have mm -hmm. to be like, like for you, it's harder, right? Because you look, yeah. what, so you're just sticking out Dang all it. the time. Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> but like for me, I can just... Yeah, I could lay back, and then when I want to stand out, I stand out. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, and I actually, I'm, I'm a very private guy, so I like, I like being able to not blend in, but it's a little bit harder here. Yeah, exactly. But uh, wearing masks has actually been a nice plus because I can, you know, like maybe pop on a hood and throw on a mask, and it's right. kind of, yeah. kind of blend. Ah, they can see your big blue eyes. I know they're yeah. like, hey, is it green or blue? Oh, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They actually change depending on maybe what shirt I'm wearing. Okay. Awesome, brother. Well, again, thank you so much for making time for us here on NG England. And a question I'd love to end the show with is if you could go back and talk to a younger Eric, <laughs> would there be any advice you give yourself about life? Oh, boy. Of course, of course. I think with the years that go on, uh, we get more wise, even though, you know, I'm 43. And uh, so much yet to learn. Mm. But in terms of um, telling myself, let's see, in terms of like a career or business, I would say um, invest in Bitcoin earlier. Oh, my God. That's what yeah. Dan just said. He did. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> you know, I should buy Bitcoin. Yeah, I'd buy it as soon as, you know, 2010, I'll try to get it, you know, but probably lose it all in Mount Gox. But... Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> but um, I think that that would probably be one. Um, in terms of, like being a student, I would say I wish I would have read more as a kid. I was very like involved in sports and, you know, I, I didn't like to read like a lot of the classics. I always bought the Cliff's Notes. Are you familiar with that? That's I'm just like you. Yeah. I always did the Cliff Notes, but now I do the novels. Right. And I think, There's you depth. know, in terms of education, like, you know, the schools, they give a lot of, um, you know, pressure. Yeah, pressure and the books that they they have the kids read. It's not interesting to the yeah, kids. The kids don't know the value of it yet. Right. And as you're as an adult going back to read those classics, it means a lot more. Mm -hmm. So they need to just encourage kids to read in general. Mm -hmm. And if you're a parent out there, just give your children stuff to read that they like. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. even if it's a comic, it's okay. Right. Right. Just have them read, get into the habit. Yes. I don't have that habit. Now what I read is I read a lot of articles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I think just a general um, suggestion I would give myself, a younger Eric, would be uh, letting him know that a little goes a long ways. Mm. Now, that just goes for anything. But I think in terms of effort, you know, putting in just a little bit of effort. Like I see so many young young people and just so many of my, even my colleagues and, and, and friends mm. that just lay around doing nothing. 
you know, they waste their life away. But really, if they just spent a little bit of time, you know, 15 minutes, 30 minutes a day doing something and, and putting effort into it, that little bit after a, a certain amount of time, you look back and you're like, man, I've come a long way just by putting this 15, 30 minutes. And, and this is, a, you know, I probably should have mentioned this earlier. This is how I got into crypto. I was interested in crypto. I had a full-time job, but I started to research. I read all the time at night. I'd be, I stay up, you know, two or three o'clock in the morning reading about crypto. Sounds like me. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then I dove, I dove in. I purchased my own, my first Bitcoin and, and that was the end. You know, that, that was the beginning, I should say. <laughs> beginning, <laughs> not the end, but yeah. that's, that's all it takes. And, yeah, and see how, how that little bit of effort changed my life. Now I'm on a on a totally different journey in the into the blockchain world. Yeah, it's yeah. Be- beautiful. Well, well said. Yeah. You know that that little bit of effort. I can't stress. You know that compound effect yes. right there. You know, yes. it's a big investing word, but it's 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 a metaphor for life. It really um, is. And yeah, I I just salute you. And I think anyone listening, you, whatever it is, yeah, just a little bit of effort rather than just going home and you know watching something and fading away. Right. Um, yeah. Well, well said. Awesome, brother. Well, where can people find more about you online? Where can they find more about the Deeper Network? Um, if you could find me on Twitter, I would love more followers. Um, trying to reach my goal of 10,000 soon, hopefully. But uh, you can find me on Twitter at Hello Eric Ma, H-E-L-L-O-E-R-I-C-M-A. Well, thank you, John. Yeah, it's great to have you on the show. Such a vital, vital resource to the ecosystem here in Taiwan and, and really the world. And I just love what you're doing. So keep up the great work. Thank you, John. I hope uh, we can come back and and do another show in the future. Awesome. All right, Eric. Much love. 访谈下半段，这里 Eric 谈到他们总部位在加州西谷的 Deeper Network 平台 CEO 是一位做网络安全、做这个 Cyber Security 出身的。那因为他本身就是安全这一块领域的专业嘛，所以在认识了区块链之后呢，决定把区块链不可篡改的特性跟加密技术，好和他熟悉的这个呃网络安全做结合，创造一个去中心化的网络，同时也设计出了一款他们刚刚讲的产品 Pico， 来让用户呢强化他们在网络世界里各自的安全。刚提到的 DApp D A P P or D App 是 Decentralized Application 这两个字的缩写，就是去中心化的应用程式，不是刚才他们在笑的那个前阵子很红的 DApp 手势哦。不知道为什么我每次只要看到有人举那个 DApp 手势，我就觉得很俩工。<笑>好了，不讲了。接着，我们这位台湾出生、纽约长大的，现在又回来台湾住的来宾艾瑞克提到说，虽然他是先会讲中文才学英文，但是因为他是大概小一的时候就搬去美国，所以可以跟他讲中文的人真的不多。基本上他的英文是比中文流利。不过当然啦，因为工作需求，有时候如果面对讲中文的客户，他也是有办法可以跟他们用中文对话沟通，只是就是读跟写比较不行而已。好，那也就是因为他的亚洲面孔和双语能力，让他能够在台湾自在生活、伸缩自如。因为在美国，虽然他讲英文没错，而且也算是英文母语，但因为外形就是亚洲的脸，所以有时候真的还是会有一点有一个一种嗯一种无形的隔阂存在了。但是在台湾就不同了，跟他都长得很类似，也就让他感到格外的轻松自在。而且英文能力呢，也提升了他在台湾职场上的优势。两个字，我们来听一下。To go out the window. 好，这边是很像是就是从窗户出去这样子。其实表达就是
呃完全消失不存在了。像他刚刚提到，在美国社会里感到的那种种族之间的隔阂，有没有？一来台湾就那种那种感觉，就是 went out the window， 就完全消失了。另外一个字比较长一点，它是从 advantage 优势变来的。好，我们说 advantageous 有优势的。好，节目最后呢，来宾除了想要告诉以前的自己早一点投资比特币以外，也希望当年学生时代他可以多读一点书。好，不要就是看 Cliff Notes、看参考书、看自修，就多看一点课外书啊。如果有刚好听众朋友有小孩的话呢，真的也是多鼓励他们看课外书，看什么都好，就是让他们养成一种呃阅读的习惯。好啦，那希望大家都有从这一次的内容学到一些东西。有兴趣的话呢，可以找个时间去他们 Deeper Network 了解一下相关资讯哦。拜拜 ，Bye everyone，Take care，Thank you，Peace。